Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Every other Thursday, tune in to hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. Amber believes in building deep relationships, living intentionally, and doing everything with her whole heart. Heart is an ongoing theme for Amber and something she weaves into every interaction in life decision. Listed among the top 10 designers in Tennessee, Amber's heart comes through in the naming of her Nashville-based branding agency, Copperhead Creative, where she leads a team of creativepreneurs in building brands through powerful storytelling. After years of agency experience, Amber discovered that her passion for serving clients and connecting people through design was expanding her purpose and inviting her towards something deeper. She fully embraced the theme of connection by serving women through a weekly wine night she hosts in her home. That little step led to bigger leaps as she experienced the impact of women supporting other women. Noticing how the wine nights were transforming the hearts of women in her circle, Amber continued to pursue a life of encouragement, joy, and support by co-founding the Fill Your Cup Conference, a one-day event for career women to rest, connect, and rediscover their passion. Through her podcast, Small Business, Big Heart, Amber shares the raw stories of real business owners. Within every interview, she digs deep into the heart behind each entrepreneur with the purpose of inspiring and uplifting business owners around the world. In her free time, you can find Amber filling her cup by journaling at local coffee shops, going on bike rides with her tall, dark, and handsome husband, and spreading hope through sidewalk chalk around her community. Welcome, Amber, to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a gorgeous day and I love new friends and new conversations. So let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I love that. So every episode I kick it off with how are you surviving and thriving this week? And so while you're thinking through that, I'll just start first. And so how am I surviving this week? Well, we're getting ready. I work for a marketing agency and I'm the the director of marketing strategy. And so part of my role is to come up with all the marketing plans for 2022 for all of our clients and really showing them like a full picture of where they started, where they're at and where they're going into the future with us as a company. And so it's just been just off to the races these days. I've just been really uh, busy and just trying to get these things knocked out so we can present before the year is up. And then how am I thriving this week? Well, I've just been really excited. So I'm so shameless plug here for Yellowstone fans out there. I'm a big fan of Yellowstone (laughs) and it is premiering the new season. I can't wait to see what unfolds in this two hour premiere. So that is how I'm currently surviving and thriving this week. What about you, Amber? Oh man, I have not gone on the Yellowstone train yet. And I feel like this is a good reason to get started. (laughs) Yes, you need to. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I will say, um, surviving this week. Uh, I just got back from vacation this week. It's my first week back and I own multiple businesses as you will hear later. And the week before vacation and the week after vacation is just surviving is probably the best definition you could ever use for that. Um, and so getting my inbox back to zero, because that is, I am an inbox zero person. And so like digging into my inbox, catching up on client work and reaching back out to all those emails that are like, you know, the 10 to 15 minute ones that you just dread and you're like, Oh, I got to do this. So, uh, went through and tackled all that this week. So that was a lot like coming off of vacation. Um, but I'm so grateful for that time and all of their patience, uh, with me to, to rest and unplug. So that's super important. And then thriving. Oh man, I have really, really been enjoying this weather. I am in middle Tennessee, Nashville specifically, and the leaves are changing. The weather is phenomenal. It's like 
sweatshirt and like cozy campfire weather and the leaves are changing. And so I've gone on so many walks and hikes and just spending so much time outside. And that just always like recenters me and helps me really like press pause and appreciate the little things like the leaves changing and the blue sky and crunching the leaves underneath my feet. Like it really is the little things that bring joy. So I am fully thriving in this fall weather. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So it's so funny that you mentioned that because I tell everyone that fall is like my season and I love sweater weather. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. What has made you who you are today? Oh my, we're, we're really getting in. Okay. Loaded question. (laughs) Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, well a little bit, I guess about my story. So I am originally, I'm a, uh, both of my parents are military. So we, grew up on an air force base and, um, you learn how to make fast friends, um, because neighbors are coming and going really quickly. And that's just been a huge piece of who I am. I've been able to make fast friends and I've been able to keep friends for a long amount of time, um, no matter where they're at. And so, um, anything I do is based around relationship. And so, uh, I am a creative to the core, but what makes me and sets me apart is my heart and my heart for people. And so I went to a graphic design school. I worked at branding agencies. Like my whole background has been, you know, the traditional creative path that would be pretty standard. And I got, I was in branding agencies for probably five years. And then I accidentally quit my job in a meeting. And I love telling the story because it's always just it was such a curveball, but it's the biggest blessing that I've ever been able to like look back and appreciate now, but in the season of the messy middle and having no idea what that next step was or how I was going to pay my rent or what that season was going to look like for me in my life. Um, it was where I grew the most personally in my faith and really starting to trust myself as a creative and stepping into entrepreneurship. And so that's where I became a business owner on accident. And, um, the way that I quit in the meeting was I had a incredible experience with a client and we were in a big meeting talking about marketing, similarly to what you said about like thriving, looking forward of like their projector of, where they're going and how we can help them get there. It was one of those super fun meetings. And, um, I remember sitting in the meeting and I was like, man, if she just shared her story, like women everywhere would just, their hearts would light on fire. They would be so excited because they saw that, oh, if she can do it, then I can do it. Like, it's just that like linking arms and that empowerment of just like, steaming ahead because you've seen someone that can do it. And then you start to believe that you can. And so I told her, I was like, if you shared your story, women everywhere would be so empowered by this. And I was not expecting her answer. And she said, I haven't shared my story because this is a team effort. And my team is what got me here. My family is a huge support, my relationships and everything about me. Like I never did this alone. So I don't want to be in the face of my brand. And it was such an amazing, impactful meeting because a lot of those people that are in her corner were in that meeting and she started crying. They started crying. I started crying. Like it was very, very emotional to have someone have the courage to say that, you know, usually you meet entrepreneurs that are like, I did it. I'm the best. I can do this. Like the for marketing purposes inside, we all know that they have their, you know, doubts, but for, to hear someone say it and be vulnerable and real and raw and relate so deeply into appreciating all of the people that got her to where she was today. Um, I was driving back from that meeting and I was like that I want to do that meeting a hundred thousand times over again. Like, if I could just do meetings like that for the rest of my life, I would be the happiest person on earth. Um, being able to pull the heart out of people and be able to share that in their branding and in their marketing. And so, um, I went back and I was like, I 
there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to do this. And there's got to be a way that we can relationally bring the people back into a brand. And, um, that was when I accidentally quit in a meeting and I, uh, it kind of fell out of my mouth and I was just like, oh my gosh, did I say that? Like <laughs> it was in a staff meeting. Everyone was looking at me. I'm like, oh my gosh. So within like two days, I had this amazing experience. And then I went back to work and then accidentally quit my job. And I just trusted the process the whole time. Like I, I honestly, I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. So I signed up for Uber and Lyft. Like I had my ducks in a row enough to get me through like two or three weeks, maybe a month financially, but I started reaching out to old relationships and, uh, previous jobs, um, people I went to college with that were at other agencies. And I'm like, Hey, do you guys have any overflow work? So like I hit the ground running and the way that my business and I personally started to really find my niche was I was setting myself apart by saying I design with heart for people with heart. And I mean, I was running a thousand miles an hour. I was building, I was growing, I was hustling, I was doing the things. And anyone that is in that season right now knows that very quickly after you do that for long enough comes the burnout. And that is where, um, it was 2018, one of the biggest years of business I've ever had and probably the most depressed, burnt out, anxiety ridden, overwhelmed I have ever been in my entire life. And to anyone who's sitting in that season right now, I just want to say, I see you. I've been there and, uh, sister, you got to fill your cup. Mm. And that is how the conference started to like the seed was planted. I, um, I started looking up different resources. I started to kind of shift away from the hustle culture to the point where I would go into, um, Barnes and Noble and like literally the, all the books that would be, or like the journals or like all the like cute stationery at the time said, like, I am very busy or like hustle, hustle, hustle. And I'd turn them all around or I'd hide them in the bottom <laughs> of the shelf. Like I was just like, quit promoting burnout. Like this is not okay. Um, and so that really like planted the seed because I was going through it. I was having panic attacks. Um, I had to actually like pause and say no to so much because I was neglecting my physical health, my mental health. Um, I mean, relationships. I was just all about building and growing and hustling and doing the thing. And that's a lot of masculine energy coming forward and to pause and realize that I'm not a machine. I'm a human, um, came through a chain of anxiety, panic attacks. So coming into that season, that's how my other business formed was fill your cup. And, um, I created the conference that I needed most at the time, uh, the speakers, uh, surrounding myself with positive, encouraging women, um, celebrating little and big wins, but creating a safe and vulnerable place for those, um, bring your doubts and fears and, and just feeling like you, anyone there can just welcome you with open arms. And so the whole concept of the conference is exactly what I needed. And I selfishly built it based on that. But I realized through all of my conversations of building that and creating that, um, I was having conversations and it was, everyone else was feeling the same way. So I knew I was on the right path and I will still hide those journals at any place that I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy how much I feel like society rewards those who just mindlessly work and work and work themselves to death. And I'm, it's refreshing to hear you talk about the need to press pause, the need to reflect, the need to fill your cup. And it, it's hard to, even in leadership to give to others that you yourself don't have to give. 
Um, and I myself have been in a place where it's like, look, I am all used up here. I've given everything to this organization and I literally have nothing left to give. And so for our listeners, if they're in that same place or have been, you know, for yourself, what were some ways that you built yourself back up that you were able to fill your cup in a way that made you no longer feel burnt out? Mm, yes. This is my favorite topic. Clearly. I mean, <laughs> having a conference about it. Um, I always say that there's three, um, three big things that you should keep in mind. Um, the first one is you're noticing who's in your community, like who's around you, who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and looking around of, okay, are these people in my life, are they pouring into me or are they taking from my cup? We've all been, um, we've all been friends with someone who, when you leave after hanging out with them, you get in your car and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, (laughs) I don't think I said a word. All they did was complain about their husband and their kids or yada, yada, yada. Like they're, I mean, we've all had that person that just takes her mark up. And so I went like the first biggest thing is just to make sure that you're noticing like who's around you and are they pouring into you or are they taking from your cup? Um, the second thing is self-awareness. So like making sure that your heart and your mind and your gut and your body and everything is just in alignment with who you are in the season and what you're doing. And so, um, I always say like, you can't even tell that you're burnt out until your body starts like crashing sometimes or you end up sick. Or for me, it was panic attacks. Um, but if I would have just slowed down and spent a little bit of time with myself, whether that be journaling or going on a walk with my phone on airplane mode for a little bit, like, um, just sitting alone, meditating, anything, I would have realized that like, Hey, you're extremely tired. Your shoulders are in your ears. Your jaw is so clenched tight. Like maybe relax a little bit, maybe press pause for a second. Like it's that self-awareness piece. So, um, noticing your community is huge. And then noticing yourself and the strides and, and making sure you're in alignment with everything. And then the last thing I always mention is just a higher power. Um, I am a Christian and so mine is God and I am always making sure to spend time with him and making sure that I start my day that way. And, um, I just, to fill my cup, I have to thank the, I have to thank the person that, that gave me a cup in the first place. And so, um, being able to be grateful for that and spending time with God and, um, just really sitting with him in the seasons when I'm either celebrating my wins or when I'm doubting everything that I'm doing, like asking him to speak truth over that season. So, um, those, those three things always, always will help you pour into your cup. Um, no matter if you're empty, completely running on fumes, or if you are overflowing, um, making sure you have a good check on your community, yourself and, um, your higher power. Wow. That's great advice. And definitely something that I think will resonate with so many people listening. Um, I know for myself, like I, I'm like, I, yep, I need to be doing more of that. Yep. I, you know, I'm just thinking through my mental checklist, but it's refreshing to hear that you are taking the necessary time to, to find rest and to find ways to get your cup filled. Speaking of fill your cup, you know, for those who may not know, kind of explain a little bit more, you know, what inspired you to create fill your cup and and what exactly is that? And then I'd love to hear more about your other businesses too. Absolutely. Um, So fill your cup is a one day self-care conference for go-getter women to pour into yourself professionally and personally. Um, so that all of the, uh, incredible women that are coming into our doors can go and overflow into their homes, their families, their friendships, their communities, um, their workplaces, whether they have employees or if they are an employee, like to just take care of the woman as a whole, because we're nurturers at heart. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of anyone else. So, um, we 
host conferences twice a year as of right now, and we just launched a membership. So I also am running a, uh, a membership online where I am hosting topics of like pretty in-depth, deep, vulnerable conversations. Um, this month we're actually talking about gratitude and how you can't be grateful and anxious at the same time. Again, all of this content I have gone through and pulled directly from my personal journals of what I needed at the time or do need at the time. And so it's been really great to have these conversations because I'm not talking about anything that I don't know. It's, it's all seasons that I've walked and I'm, I'm seeing that women are going through them at different times. And when we link arms and can pour into each other and we have that capacity, we're all just better off for it. So Fill Your Cup is, again, conferences in a community. And then um, my main overarching business is Copper Heart Creative, and it's a branding agency. Uh, again, we design with heart for people with heart, and we're working with small business owners that have been in business for three to five years, and they're really looking for a brand that they're proud of. Um, they've launched, they're doing the thing, they're nailing their services, um, they're growing, but they're not proud to send someone to their website. They're not proud. They don't even want to get a new sign for their office because they're like, I don't even like my logo. Like we're taking care of the overall brand reputation of how they're presenting themselves to the world. And it's been so fun because it's such similar to fill your cup. It's also a very emotional relational process because I mean, my business is my baby. Like, please don't say it's ugly. Like, please don't say that it's a wreck or, or a disaster. Like I am very much, I created it and I, I love nurturing that and I love growing it. I love sharing about it. And so, um, every small business owner we meet is very similar. And so, I mean, when you have to tell someone that their baby's not like the cutest or that it's not working or that it's not growing, or it's not like, it's not just doing what it should, like, that's hard. That's a tricky conversation. And so we go about it very gently. We have very, um, a relational branding process, which again, from how I started in the first place, obviously makes so much sense. So, um, and then off of that, uh, those conversations, I similarly to you, um, you, before we hopped on, you said you were a storyteller and I'm like, Oh, I love that. Um, so I was having all of these conversations and I realized these business owners have been through the trenches, sat in the messy middle seasons, and now are sharing their stories for people that are walking behind them. And I was like, I need to create a platform for my clients to share these stories. And so I started my podcast, um, small business, big heart. And I, sh we interview our clients and share their heart for their business and what they do and what they've learned along the way. Um, which has just been such a fun journey. And we've talked about podcasting too. And it's, it's a, it's a journey. It's a, it's tricky. It's hard. It's so rewarding, but there's so much work behind that. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then lastly, um, I recently started a, um, a lifestyle brand here. I live in, like I said, Nashville. Um, but I'm specifically in the Bellevue area, which is on the West side of town. And, um, it's just such a tight knit close family community. And so, and there's a lot of new young restaurants coming in and cool things to do and outdoor hiking. And, um, and I'm like, wow, we have a lot to offer. And so I just started a lifestyle brand on top of all the other things. Um, called Bellevue 10 T E N N and, um, launching merch and all of, all of the fun things. So that's like a fun passion project right now. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll have to check it out. Well, you know, you mentioned in 2018, that being a really busy, hard hustling season of life. What did you learn from that experience? Um, like what will you take away from that year of, of grinding and trying to hustle through everything? Like what is the, the common theme, I guess, for yourself? Mm. Um, my like gut reaction to respond to that is I can't do it all. I can't be everything to everyone. I have to say, no, I have to know my limits. Um, 
I can't feel bad about turning something or someone down. Like I am the only person that knows my limits. And if I don't respect my own boundaries, no one else will. And so that was the first year where I really started doing like boundary work and as a business owner, and honestly, for anyone trying to work on filling their cup boundaries is a huge piece of that because you have to say no to things to protect your own mental health. And so 2018 was one of the, like I said, biggest years, but not just in the, it was the biggest roller coaster of the highs and lows, but it was also this year where I just learned so much about who I am by knowing who I'm not. And that season two, I really shut off social media. I had to like come back to the firm foundation of like, who is Amber and like, uh, what legacy am I going to leave and who am I going to be? Who do I want people to know me as? And I will surely tell you that it was not a burnt out. She's too busy. Of course she'll say yes. And yeah, she can turn it around and give it to you tomorrow. Like I don't want to be that person. Uh, so I wanted to be a reliable friend, someone that people could trust. I didn't want to be spread thin and burnt out. I wanted to be present where my feet were. I wanted to bring joy wherever I went. I wanted to be a ray of sunshine. Like I knew who I wanted to be. And then I knew the person that I was, what I, that I was being right then in 2018. So it was a huge deconstruction of who I am and who I actually was at the time. So not a fun or easy season. I'm again, anyone going through that, my heart is with you. It's don't do it alone. I think that's really powerful though. And in thinking through that, like I think setting boundaries is so incredibly important and it's also the the hardest thing to do. (laughs) Um, I've experienced it a lot this year and trying to figure out how to do that when it's appropriate to do it, you know, how to do it, especially with your boss or colleagues or friends or family. And so that's something that in this season right now, I'm currently exploring, like, what does it mean to set really good boundaries and to have Mm -hmm. a really solid routine? Um, because I feel like if you have those two fundamental things down path, then everything else is is a little bit easier. It makes life a little bit more effortless. Of course, there's things that come up and things that happen, but if you can start kind of having that routine and setting those boundaries, I feel like long-term that's going to set you up for not having burnout. Right. And so that's something that I'm still wrapping my brain around in this season of life. Absolutely. And both of those things are creating space for you to, um, be self-aware and check in with yourself and like, boundaries, you're creating a, a barrier between your limits and someone's expectation of you. And your routine is getting you in a space where you can actively practice like gratitude and self-care and get them into like a normal habit, almost a flow of your day that puts you in the best version of yourself. So of course, other things that happen when you have those two things set are going to be a little easier, a little lighter than what they would be if you didn't have boundaries or routine, because they can feel like boulders if you don't have those things in place. <laughs> yeah, you actually do need those routines, I feel like, so you can focus more of your attention on just the more challenging day-to-day things that happen. Absolutely. I know, and I even catch myself when I am in like a really good season of routines. Sometimes I'll like, rebel against them. Like I like almost self-sabotage mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'll throw it out the window for a week. And then I'm like snapping at my husband. I'm like annoyed with like client emails. I like won't text back to certain people. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Oh wait, I know what, what went wrong here. <laughs> Cause as a creative, it can feel routines can feel restrictive. Exactly but there's freedom in that. I think, because then your brain's not having to do the work. You just are immediately like doing the things that you need in that routine. And then the rest of it's just kind of on autopilot. Yeah, definitely. If you could give yourself like your 13 year old self, your 16 year old self, and then, you know, a 21 year old self, any advice and different seasons of life, what would they be and how different would they be depending upon the season? Oh my, (laughs) 
another loaded question. Sorry. <laughs> That's such a good question though. Oh girl. I hope I can say these without crying. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. Um, okay. So advice to my 13, 16 and 21 year old self, um, to my 13 year old self, little Amber, um, I would tell her that it's okay to take up space and that you don't have to make yourself small and to use your voice. Oof. Wow. To to my 16 year old self, I would say you don't know everything. (laughs) Drive the speed limit (laughs) and your parents know a lot more and they love you a lot more than you think. Mm, Powerful. And to my 21 year old self, I would say, oh, sweet lost girl. I would say to love yourself and to trust your gut and that no one is going to love you if you can't find a way to love yourself first. And, um, you should focus more on loving yourself versus wanting others to love you so much. So no, I need like all of, all of those pieces of advice. I'm like, I need to apply that to my 27 year old self right now. Mm. So I'm right there with you. Like I'm every single season you were talking about, I'm like, "Mm, I could be working on that. Especially I think taking up space, I think sometimes we can be conditioned to not, uh, be the most visible person because mm-hmm. sometimes some people are just naturally more visible than others and more take up more space just naturally. And that can be really off-putting and, and make others feel insecure. And so I think sometimes I know I can speak for myself that I've purposefully tried to fit into a space for, out of fear of being too much. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And so I completely resonate with your 13 year old advice, even as a, like almost 30 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, before going into Flare cup, I really struggled with that. Um, coming in as a leader and like putting this conference on, like I, I felt like my ego would kind of pick up on some days. And then I just feel like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm like, I kind of feel famous. Like, this is so fun. Like, what is this? Like, and then (laughs) I'm like, okay, I was making myself too big for who I was and what I was like, this was God's plan. Like this is not Amber's plan. And then other days I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's no big thing. Like, I don't know. There's going to be like a couple people there. It'll be, it'll be fun. Like if you like want to come, but like, you don't have to, if you don't want to. So I would downplay it on other days and I would make it smaller and make myself smaller than what it was. And then leading into filler cup, I went to like a prayer hour at my church and my pastor prayed over me, which was took every point of like self-power to like get up and ask him to pray over me. Um, and he was like, I don't know what you're going through, but maybe just try being medium. He's like, just be yourself, just be medium, like order a medium coffee, sit in that. Like, don't try to make yourself small. Don't try to make yourself too big. Just be medium. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to be medium. (laughs) I'm like grande. I'm going to be grande. So how do you see fill your cup growing in the future? Yeah, I honestly, fill your cup has always been an intimate experience and I want to keep it that way. So when I think growth, I don't think like stadiums and huge, huge speakers. Like I, I just don't see that being a piece of the, the intimacy of the safe space that I'm trying to create. And so, um, when I think of growth, I think of our online membership, getting more members in there and being able to serve and connect with more women. And then I also growth wise would see, um, hitting 50 States would be such a cool goal of mine and having the conference in all 50 States. So I see more like locationally, more conferences, more locations, but not so much like growth of stadiums. So that's a hard it's hard to do that because when you get more people in more in a, in one event, that's where you get more income, but that's not my heart for why I started. So 
I, I say that on here for accountability. If you ever see Foyer Cup <laughs> doing that, um, please reach out and keep me in check. But it's just, it's so fun to see the growth of, of the conference look different and have a different structure and, um, sticking again to checking in with my heart and my gut and what feels right. What did I need? And making sure that I'm continuing to build and serve the women that need that. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, when was like the aha moment for you when you were doing the conference that you're like, okay, I feel like we're finally onto something here. Like, was there a distinct moment that pops out to you? I would say during our first conference, um, I had a speaker come from Nashville. We had it in Owensboro, Kentucky, and she, um, she shared her story about this. So I'm not spoiling anything. Um, but she had come up to speak and she had had a miscarriage. Um, I think like two weeks before, and she had called me and was like, do you still want me to do this? I just, I, I, I hate that I would just bail out on you. She's like, I want to try to do this, but I don't know how it's going to be. I'm like, would you mind just being vulnerable with the women? I'm like, I, I think if you shared your story, I know it's really raw, so you don't have to, but she was so willing and so open. She's like, God is putting me through this. I think I'm supposed to share it. So she came to the conference and of course she's a awesome rock star, like business owner here in Nashville. Um, she's very well known. She wins a lot of awards. She's in a lot of magazines. Like she is rocking Nashville. And so when she came a lot of like, we were pushing her store and how she's a business owner and all these things. And then it was like, she got up on stage and she started talking about her entrepreneurial journey and how she's juggled all of the things and built her business. And then she was like, but if you want me to be really real with you guys and like totally shifted the entire, entire conversation and just got so real and I have chills thinking about it, but she shared her story. And, um, after she was done talking, everyone in the room was in tears, like to the point where we literally put tissues in the swag bags now. And, one of the attendees raised her hand and she said, I had no idea why I drove here from Birmingham, Alabama to Kentucky, but I have been struggling to get pregnant and I've been bitter and I've been resent resentful. And I've just, I don't know how to go about the season, but everything you just said, I feel like it was just this huge release. And I'm so glad I'm not the only person going through this. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your story. And I mean, the whole room, like sobbing. And she also was a business owner. And I just stepped back and I soaked that moment in and I continue to feel that moment whenever I do anything or put anything out that I'm just creating a safe space for women to share their stories personally and professionally, but we're all human and we all need that connection. And so you would never get that if you went to a business conference, never. And if you went to a women of faith conference, you would never hear about entrepreneurial struggles, sorry. Um, and if you went to a self-help conference, like there, there's just like so many pieces that we're able to intertwine into the whole, the, like the woman as a whole that's sitting in their seat and soaking up this content. And for whatever season they're in, in their life, whether it be personally or professionally, like that's how we've really been able to differentiate. And it wasn't even something that we necessarily strived for but that's who I am. That's what I needed. That's what these women are needing. And it's naturally happening because I've continually checked in with myself, God and others to make sure that, you know, that fill your cup is, is actually filling cups. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is just so powerful and, and encouraging to hear that, you know, and I think that's really why we do these kind of conversations when we talk about these kind of topics and we dive into stories, it's because there's true community in that, right? Like, I think that there's true yeah. beauty in being vulnerable and having conversations that 
are easily overlooked or kind of pushed under the rug, but it's really encouraging to hear that at your conference, you know, no subject is off limits. And when it comes to like a woman sitting in the seat and it being a holistic approach to talking about stories and, and collective wins and losses and, and having a real authentic moment, I think is so incredibly important, especially in today's age. So awesome, awesome work that you're doing with fill your cup. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. And I love that all of this. I always, I joked about it when we hopped on here that it was, I quit my job on accident I created this on accident, but looking back, none of this is an accident. Like everything is intentionally planned out exactly the way it was supposed to be. And wherever it continues to grow and go, I will have it with open hands. Um, because whenever I try to over plan or over commit or set smart goals or all of the things based on the vision of my, of the brands that I'm building, I white knuckle it and I hold it too tightly and I choke it out. But when I just open my hands and let God do and what he wants to do with the things that he's given me and trusted me with, and just gives me, allows me the honor of being the hands and feet of that. I like you want to talk about legacy. Like if I can just leave this earth with that being what I was able to do was I obeyed and I listened and I trusted and I loved people so well, like ta-da, like living a happy life. Like that's, that's all I need. That's all I want. I think that's all anyone really wants is to just leave that kind of legacy. Yeah. I love that. And so kind of our last question to wrap up, you know, how do you define success? I think it's different for every single person. It's also hands down one of my favorite questions to ask on the podcast because everyone always has a different answer. But if you're thinking about your own personal success, what does success look like for Amber? Success for me has always been tricky to define. And I think because I was thrown into the hustle culture of branding agencies and seeing burnt out bosses and, you know, chasing that award, chasing that accolade, chasing that article and chasing that salary or the new car, the, like, I I've seen success be defined so toxically that when I step back and I think about like what I just said of like the legacy that I want to leave on this earth and how success plays a part of that. When at the end of the day, success for me is encouraging other people to live their best lives by living mine. And what that looks like is loving what I do and loving people and living a comfortable life, but really trusting God in the process. And so, um, yeah, I mean, success is so tricky. And I love that you even asked that. I feel like I'm going to go and journal about it even more after this and defining what success looks like in different seasons too. Like success right now in this season of my life is, you know, making sure that I'm present for the people that I'm around and showing up for my clients really well, not saying that I'm looking for more and tons and that highest paying client, but I just want to show up for the people that are in my life right now and being content with what you have and not looking for more. So I don't know. Did that even answer it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that answered it. Yeah. How would you define a success? How is, Ew. what does that look like for you? Well, I recently have done like a deep dive for myself and I have like six different <laughs> ways that I define success for myself and I'm going to butcher it, but I definitely think showing up even when you feel like you're at your worst, but still trying to bring your best to the situation, I think is a win for me. Um, I'm trying to think of all the ones I think making room for others at the table. And so I think sometimes, um, women can get really comparative and competitive and, and feel like there's not enough seat to the table. And so I'm a big believer in like just checking in with myself and saying, okay, who am I advocating for this week? Mm. Um, besides myself, because I'm also really terrible at advocating for myself, but I'm really good at advocating for others. <laughs> and so mm. I'm like, who can I bring to the table this week? And so it's just little check-ins like that, that I feel like remind me 
of what it means to be successful. Not, not necessarily that it is success because I think it's different for each person, but those are a few ways that I define success for myself. And I think leaving places better than you found it is also incredibly important. Um, and so those are just a couple of ways that I check in and make sure that I'm being my best self and in finding success in the things that I'm doing. But ultimately I think that it's a personal journey. Um, I don't think it's just full of accomplishments and awards and followers and this, that, and the other. I think it's a personal journey and walk that you have to define for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so shameless plug, there's a blog out there in an ebook. So y'all should go check it out. That breaks it down further for you on how to define success. But that's just a way that I've started doing it in this season of life. And I think it changes with each season too. And so, um, I think showing up right now is the biggest win <laughs> yep. for myself. Um, and so that's, that's my answer. That's awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. I love making room for people at tables as well. That's huge piece of the community aspect that I is in my DNA. I feel like, so I love that. I'm like, yes, we would definitely be friends in real life for sure. <laughs> oh, this, this is happening, Amber. Like I'm coming to Nashville and we're going to hang out sometime soon. Yes, please. <laughs> So, yes, please. just get we can go crunch leaves and wear sweaters and it'll be great. <laughs> we'll get a grande. Yes. Yes. A grande yes. cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, now it's time for the leading ladies. We love rapid fire game. Get excited. Woo! Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> so basically I'm going to shout out a couple of different adjectives that may or may not describe some people in your life. I want you to feel free to share the love. And as I say, an adjective, I want you to think of that one lady who's leading and doing an awesome job. And so let's do it. The first word is bold. I would say, um, Amanda Michelle. Um, she is one of the most sparkly rainbow filled, incredible women that I met. She is a fashion designer and creative in all of all of the things like you name it she's probably either made it created it or done it um and her personality is so bold and so tender and so her and unapologetically her that i i'm just like man i just look up to that so much her boldness nice the next word is encouraging encouraging i would have to say my mom uh martha brandon she's also a business owner and she's a military veteran and I every time I doubt myself or anything she I can call her she listens in detail oh anytime I'm driving she's just the first call and she is my best friend and she is always reminding me who God made me to be what I'm capable of and just speaks truth over me and I just pray for anyone listening that they have someone like that in their lives Awesome. Next word is leader. Leader, I would have to say Amanda Christine. Um, She runs a company here, um, a networking and mastermind and leadership. Um, She, man, like you doubt yourself or anything, you call her. She can see your potential in you before you can. And she walks the talk. She helps coach. She is just bringing people together. Like, I mean, she's become one of my closest friends and she's not only a leader in Nashville, but a leader in the women entrepreneurial corner. And just, she's incredible. Love her to death. (laughs) Awesome. The next word is genuine. Um, I would have to say Megan Hood. Um, she is one of the most real people I've ever met. Um, all of her feelings, um, she's the safest place that I have to be myself. And, um, I feel like when you can show up to a friend and have say the good, bad, and ugly of your fears and your doubts and what you're thinking. And, um, she just always has a genuine, open, grace-filled heart to listen and to encourage and, She's just the best. Also, she has the best fashion taste ever. (laughs) So I love her to death. That's awesome. Next word is creative. I would have to say my friend Robin Key. Uh, She's an interior designer and a wardrobe, capsule wardrobe stylist. And she is so creative. Her 
style clearly is out of this world, but I just look up to her so much with how she, her standards for what she puts on her body and in her home and how she's able to make everything she touches beautiful uh, with ethical goods and companies that are paying it forward and sourced ethically. Like she is not only creative, but she is the most stylish person you'll ever meet. So I love her to death too. I'm like, these are all my best friends. Can we just all hang out? When you come to Nashville, we'll just get all these women together and we'll have a, we'll have a hang. Yes. You think (laughs) I'm kidding. Like this is happening. Yes. Yes. I'm here for it. Yes. Well, Amber, it has been so much fun getting to talk with you. That is the end of the Leading Ladies We Love rapid fire game. Tell us your shameless plug. How can our listeners find you? Personally, my Instagram um, is at Amber Zaracor or my website is amberzaracor.com. Um, that's probably the biggest landing hub for all of the things. So I have links out to my branding agency from there, Copperheart Creative. Um, I have a conference on there for cup. I also have the podcast on there, small business, big heart. So all of our handles are those things. And then all of the URLs are also those things. So at Copperheart Creative at Fuller cup and at small business underscore. I literally cannot get enough of this conversation and I'm just so excited that you decided to jump on today and and kind of share your heart and and share how um, you're continuing to grow and learn and develop and and lead other women well. So, so excited and can't wait to see all the amazing things that you continue to do. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners leading and loving all the ladies, like keep your chin up. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagram. It's in our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.